It is very important that we know what we believe. And uh, it's important that we proclaim and talk about the fact that we believe in the miraculous. We believe in the supernatural. I believe that miracles still happen today. Do I have another believer in the house that you believe that miracles still happen today? My God is a miracle-working God. I believe that he created this world with just the power of his word. I believe in the Old Testament that when the Israelites came out of Egypt, that God put it in Moses to put that rod out and the sea parted. And I believe they walked through on dry ground. I believe that. I believe it. I believe that when they walked around the walls of Jericho and shouted with that voice of triumph and in the power of the Holy Ghost, that the walls of Jericho fell flat. I believe that. I believe that when Naaman the leper came to the man of God and he went and then he washed himself seven times in the river Jordan, that he came up and his leprosy was completely gone. I believe that. I believe that when God robed himself in flesh, as the man Christ Jesus, I believe he turned the water into wine. I believe he made the deaf ear hear. I believe he made the blind eye see. I believe that God took the storms and said, peace be still, and the waves stopped and the winds. I believe that. I believe my God is able to do the impossible. I believe that God walked up uh, as in the man Christ Jesus, he walked up into the, the tomb of Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus, come out of the grave, even though he was dead for four days. I do not believe that miracles have stopped when Jesus died. I do not believe that this world has the final word. I believe God still has the final word. According to the word of God, God did not keep this power to himself. He always tries to give power and authority to people. In Genesis chapter one, verse 28, God blessed them, Adam and Eve, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply he said, replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. God, I believe, gave us power and authority. This pattern was repeated in the New Testament. I'm not going to be long tonight. This pattern was uh, repeated in the New Testament. God always wants to give that power and authority. In Luke chapter 9 and verse number 1, when he called the 12 disciples together, he gave them power and authority over all devils uh, and to cure disease. I'm in Luke chapter 9. We together? Thank you. He gave them authority and power 
over all devils to cure disease. And he sent them to preach the gospel and to heal the sick. Verse number two, I believe that my God is able to do the impossible. And the power that he gave them was not a limited power. It came from the same source that created the universe that transformed people's lives. In John chapter 14 and verse 12, this is the kind of power that Jesus gave his disciples. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. The kind of power that God was dishing out was not limited power. The kind of God, a power that God was trying to give us uh, was the power that he worked in. And he said, you're not just going to do what I do, but great things than these shall ye do. And I do not believe it stopped with the last apostle. It was for all believers. I don't care who you are. God is no respecter of persons. If you're red, yellow, black, or white, if you're young, if you're old, if you're rich, if you're poor, there's only one determining factor are you a believer? Mark 16 and verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Jesus said in Mark chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus said to him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. If you are a believer, all things are possible. I want this to be a church uh, that believes in the power of God. Uh, I want us to know uh, that our God is able uh, to do exceedingly uh, and abundantly uh, above all uh, we can ask or think. Now that I said all that, y'all knew it was coming. I believe it. We just had a drama this two weeks ago or less that we depicted the supernatural power of God. And not only did we do a drama, we saw people healed. It is something we believe in. It would be easy for me just to stay right here. But if that's all you ever heard, your faith would be lopsided. <laughs> we would not have a full understanding of the word of God. We must be balanced. Not balanced between God and the world, but balanced in the word of God. Everybody say balanced in the word. Because I can go scripture after scripture of miracle signs and wonders. And that's the scriptures 
we like to read. Can I get a witness in the house? I know the young people aren't here, but can I get some mamas and daddies to give me a witness in the house? If we're going to be balanced, 2 Timothy 2.15, we are to study to show ourselves approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, what does it say? Rightly dividing the word of truth. Say that last part with me. Rightly dividing the word of truth. We study, first of all, not for, I don't study for your approval. I need to study for the approval of God. You say, well, there's no reason for me to study because I don't ever get up and preach. I don't teach Bible studies. Well, you probably should if you've been in church for a little while. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> well, there's no reason for me to study because... I'm not ever getting up and talking in front of anybody. You don't study for my approval. You don't study for your brother's or sister's approval. We study for the approval of God. Now, see, the exciting part I, I, I did at the beginning. Oh, it's the word. It's going to be good up in here. But in order to be balanced, if all we did was, hallelujah, we're going to see miracles, we're not rightly dividing. Isaiah 28 and 9. Who shall teach understanding? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? I'm in Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 9. It's taking a minute. Is that what's happening? All right. Well, I'm still going to holler at you, but at least I know why I'm hollering at you. <laughs> who shall he teach knowledge and to whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Who is it that's really going to understand the word? How is it, how is it that you're really going to understand doctrine? Them that are uh, winged from milk and drawn from the breast. But next verse, verse number 10. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Immature Christians, spiritual babies, are people that take one verse and ignore the rest. That's how we find spiritual babies. They love the word, but only the parts they like. That's all they really read. That's all they really study. Because this is exciting. This makes me happy. This makes me want to skip and jump around. I was thinking about doing that right now, but I might hurt myself. So, But what does he say? Who, who am I going to give the doctrine to? Who's really going to understand doctrine and knowledge? Those that are winged from milk, those that are drawn from the breast. Otherwise, you're no longer spiritual babies. Well, what, what does he do to oppose this? The next verse, this verse. Precept upon precept. Nope, 
go back one. Sorry. Still in verse 10. See, you were on top of it, and I wasn't ready for you. Precept, that's, that's how you're not a spiritual baby, is you're learning. You're taking precept and putting it on precept. You're going line upon line. You're understanding. I'm going to hear a little and there a little. I'm building. What am I doing? I'm no longer a baby Christian that takes one thing and says, you can't move me. No, I'm studying the word of God and I'm beginning to understand it's line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. That's how you grow in God. And so if you just get your little sugar stick verses and that's all you ever read and that's all you ever know, you're not going to grow. You're going to be here in this church for 50 years and still be a spiritual baby. Do you remember the old song? He's just a fat, he's just a fat little baby. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you. He wants the bottle and he don't mean maybe. He samples solid food once or twice. It's just baby, baby, baby. And you know what happens as a preacher? You can't get up and just preach straight doctrine and the word. Why? Because we have just been on our candy. It's, it's mints and it's. Now all of a sudden, the word of God brings us broccoli. And we're like, uh-uh. No, sir. What's going on? Spiritual baby. Oh, that's good, pastor. Yes, it is. It is good. It's exactly right. A mature Christian rightly divides the word of truth. Hmm. John, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. 1 John 5, 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything. See, now, see, these are the verses that we don't want to add to. We just want to say, we ask anything, it's going to be done. But when you rightly divide the word of truth, if we ask anything according to his will. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of ifs in the Bible. If my people, which are called by my name. If, if you keep my commandments. If, there's a lot of those things in there. And so we don't just, it's not that we just ask anything and it's done. If we ask anything according to his will, that's who he hears. You see, because sometimes we're asking for things, but we don't know what we're asking about. James 4 and 2, ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have, but cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. Well, that's one reason we don't get anything, because we don't ask. But it doesn't stop there. Verse number three, next verse. Okay, you do ask sometimes, but yet, and receive not. Why? Because ye ask amiss. Because we don't always know what to ask for. And we're asking for things that's not according to his will. We just want, 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 want. Today's message is just really simple. I don't think they, have a, they had time for a background on that. But today's message is simply this. You don't always get what you want. 
Turn to someone and tell them, you don't always get what you want. Look across the church and make eye contact with them and give them a little attitude. Say, you don't always get what you want. Jason. I saw him giving someone attitude, so I had to give it back to him. There are people that preach a prosperity doctrine. Name it and claim it. Blab it and grab it. But hear me tonight, and I'm not going to take long to say this. You will mess yourself up if you think that just walking with Jesus makes you get everything you want all the time. This is the truth. Not everyone gets healed. Pastor, that doesn't sound like faith. No, it's, it's balance. And it's truth. It's truth. That's what it sounds like. And the truth of the matter is, is if you understand what faith is, that is faith. If you understand what you're talking about as you're talking about faith and hope and the things of God, and when you know that not everything you get, everything you want you get, that really is walking in faith. It's not walking in faith if you think it's some type of a slot machine, you put it in and you just get whatever you want. Huh. Romans eight twenty four. I don't think I gave this to you. For we are saved by hope, but, fa- but hope that is seen is not hope. Otherwise, what it's saying is if, if you can see what it is and you know all I have to do is say it and that's it, you're no longer walking in hope. Good job, man. You're the man. We're saved by hope, but hope that is seen, it's not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for it? Next verse. But if we hope for that which we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? You know what then starts tapping in? Next verse, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Where did this scripture, we always like to read this scripture, but where did it come from? The fact that we're walking blindly. We are walking with hope. We can't see it. We don't know what the answer is. We don't always get what we want, but we have hope and what does happen when you have hope the bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen if you want a miracle you're not always going to get it but if you can get your hopes up that's going to ignite your faith and that's where miracles do happen all right I'm speaking truth tonight. Everyone does not get healed. I'm not speaking doubt. I am trying to make sure we're balanced. And we're going to be in the word here tonight. 
I'm telling you, it drives me crazy. I see people that are not faithful to God get healed. I'm happy for them. But then I see a faithful person that don't get healed. It drives me crazy. I'm like, God, you, you're, you, you missed. They were praying beside each other. I mean, they're good people, but real, this is the one. Pastor, you shouldn't talk like that. Let me just get a little real, can I? I don't get what I want. You don't get what you want. We don't always get what we want. And I know we don't like to talk about it, but sometimes good people die. And sometimes bad people get raised from the dead. We're like, what's up with that? And some people have this thought process in their, uh, process in their mind that, that in the Bible, everyone got healed. That's not true. There's lots of people that prayed in the Bible that did not get their miracle. Now, the reason I'm teaching like this is because I want us to be a balanced church. I want us to reach for the miraculous. But I don't want our faith to be crushed because we have not rightly divided the word of truth. Well, in the Bible, if they prayed, they got it. Not true. Sometimes they didn't get it because of their own doing. David stepped outside of the will of God. Impregnated this lady. And because of that, he knew that God God wasn't going to let this baby be brought forth. Yeah. You know what David did? He started praying and fasting. The man after God's own heart. Well, he prayed and fasted. He's going to get what he wanted. No. He prayed. He fasted. He put on sackcloth and ashes. He told him why he was doing it. Maybe God will let this. No, it wasn't. It's not going to happen this time. But he's the man after God's own heart. You don't always get what you want. Now, a lot of pastors won't preach quite like this. But see, I want to be able to reach for the miraculous. And I don't want to, if it ain't the will of God, all of a sudden us to lose our faith. Oh, let the church say amen. In the New Testament. Everyone got healed in the New Testament. Not true. There were lots of times that people did not get healed. Sometimes because of their faith. Jesus walked into his own town. And the Bible says he did not many mighty works there. Why? Because of their unbelief. Even though God was present, their unbelief stopped them from having miracles. Other times, it just wasn't the will of God for them to be healed. Well, pastor, you you always preach about miracles. I do, and I will every chance I get because I believe in it. But I also believe in the sovereignty of God. 
Well, everyone, everyone got what they wanted, man. If we just had those apostles. You know, Paul had a thorn in the flesh that the Bible says he prayed about and he didn't get it. So you know what he did? He prayed again. You know what happened? Still didn't get it. So you know what he did? He prayed again. Oh, yeah, now he got it. Nope. God said, my grace is sufficient for you. You're going to live with that. Whoa, hold up now. You gave us power over all clean spirits. See, when you don't rightly divide the word of truth and you don't put these things together, you start walking around like we are Superman. I'm not Superman. He's a super God, but I ain't Superman. The only time things happen when I pray for someone, it's not my magical fingers. It's because I'm praying in the will of God at that moment. And even though that makes people uncomfortable saying, well, pastor, what about these scriptures? What about the whole Bible? Learn to rightly divide the word of truth and you'll be standing when the storm is over. Well, I've been dealing with sickness, and so I guess, you know, see, see, here it is. We pray for something, and we should, and we're going to talk about it before I'm done here again. We should pray for it. I'm doing the will of God. So was Timothy. Timothy. That man was a pastor of a huge church. But you know what the Bible says? He was often sick. Well, if I could just be back there with those apostles, we wouldn't have it. No, that's not the case. God hasn't diminished his power. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is still as strong now as he ever has been. He did miracles before Jesus walked on the earth. He did miracles while I was here with the apostles, with all believers, even to this day. But it's always in his will. Hmm. Amen. Now, it's necessary to hear this. It's not fun to hear it, but it's necessary. And to work with God, to walk with God, we've got to understand no matter what happens in life, that God is in control. Because what's happening is we still live in a fallen world. We still live in a fallen world. We're not in heaven yet. Despite to what some people want to preach that this is heaven, I do not believe that. The Bible, I'm quite certain, does not teach that because there's no more sorrow, no more pain. This ain't heaven, okay? But, but I just want, I want you to put this in your brain. Everyone, hear me now. Everyone that was healed in the Bible are dead today. Huh? Everyone. Even Lazarus. The people that were raised from the dead in the Bible. Dead today. Wait a minute, God. God did not exempt us from life. Just because miracles have happened with Lazarus and he came out of the dead uh, from the grave, do you don't think the next time he was on his sick bed they didn't pray for him? 
And how about the next time he died? You know there are people walking out in front of his grave. Oh, God, raise him up. Oh, God, raise him up. Ah, Lazarus, come forth. You know they were out there doing it. I probably would have been. It worked once. It'll work again. Why did Lazarus get up at that time? It was the will of God for him to get up that time. Why is it whenever he died the next time, he stayed dead? The will of God. Lazarus didn't have no magic power. What caused him to get up from the grave the one moment and stay in the grave the next was it was the will of God for him to get up at that moment and it was not the will of God the next moment. That's the difference. It is us living in the will of God and saying, God, whatever your will is, not my will, but thy will be done. You want to learn to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost? Get that in your spirit. You want to learn to walk in the spirit? Uh, allow yourself to say, it's not about what I want. It's about what you want. Uh, and you'll learn to outlast the storms. Lift your hands for a moment and pray. The Apostle Paul. <laughs> you know, there was a time that God broke him out of jail. That's all we want to read about. But the truth of the matter is, is he stayed in jail most of his adult life. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. Yeah, I believe it. And I'm praying for it every single time. But he didn't get a jailbreak every time. See, this is how you rightly divide the word of truth. And see, Paul never lost his faith because he knew it wasn't about him. It was about whatever the will of God is. You see that jailbreak? It helped Paul that time. But the times he spent in jail, that helped us because that's when he wrote most of the New Testament. It was the will of God. Apparently, he was just going so much. God said, I got to put you in a place that you'll stop long enough so you can help those people in 2019 know how to walk with me and talk with me. Sometimes you're in a situation and you don't understand it, but God's in control. I'm not... I believe in miracles, but if I don't get what I want, I'm not going to turn my back on God. I believe that he is still in control. Get your faith up that God knows what's going on. Uh. Woo. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. Will you lift your hands and just talk to the Lord? I feel like there's some revelation coming to somebody right now. Come on, someone get that Job faith that says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I looked on my right hand. I couldn't find him. My left hand, where he does work, uh, he's not there. Uh, I can't find him, but he knows the way that I take. Uh, that's the kind of faith uh, that we've got to walk in. Jesus.
Ha, ha. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. If you're by a friend, why don't you join with them and pray? Ask the Lord to speak to their hearts and their minds right now. Come on, don't let your faith die. Don't let your faith die. Don't let your faith die. Jesus. Jesus. See, we got people that their faith is dying. This is why Jesus prayed for Peter. What was his prayer? That his faith fail not. Why? Because Peter's faith was that this is what he thought, that Jesus was about to take over Rome. And Jesus was saying, oh boy, your faith is in, in something that you've come up with and something you think would be great, but that's not my plan. So he went to praying, Lord, don't let his faith fail. Because our faith fails when we put our faith in a miracle. The Bible doesn't hide the fact that we don't get everything we want. Ye ask, we just read the scripture and receive not. Why? Because we ask amiss. We don't know what we're consuming on our own lust or our own desires, our own passions. Peter had a passion to see Jesus rise to the throne of Rome. He had faith in it. He was bold in it. He was ready to take on the soldiers when they came. That's why he took out his sword. He was ready to go. But his faith began to shake when it wasn't happening the way he thought it should happen. And when you put your faith in a miracle, that's what happens. His ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God's will, this is so important for you to get and for me to get. God's will is better than our will. God's will is better than our will because God can see what's down the road. He knows what's happening. We think if only this could happen, God, why, why? And we'll never understand it. But for those that just trust, you know what you start? This is how you walk in faith. Romans chapter eight, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for the good. All things. See, it takes all things to get the good out of it. If I was just picking the things, I would never get to the good. But it's all things that work out for the good. It's the giant that's there criticizing everyone that seems so bad until the good shows up and David takes him out. It seems like, oh, no, that's not, that's, that's bad. And see, we want to choose. This is bad. This is good. But it takes all things to get the true good out of it. And all things work together for the good. The things you like and the things you don't like. All things work together for the good to them that love God. To them that are called not according to our purpose, but according to his purpose and his will and his way. We have to be careful that we don't try to push God into our will. Until he does what we want him to do. 
even though it's not his will. In the Bible, there's a man by the name of Hezekiah. Good man. Good man. So good that God is giving him a heads up. It's time for you to go. Let's get your house in order. I mean, not that, honestly, I mean, I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to die. That's the way we all are, right? We want to go to heaven, but we, I don't want to die. What happened, Hezekiah? God said, okay, here's some things. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and began to pray. God, give me time. And God gave it to him. And the time after that moment was downhill. See, it was the will of God. Was that, does that mean we should never try to get out of anything? No, no. We just need to pray the will of God. God, if it's your will, heal them and raise them up. If it's your will, do this. If it's your will, get me out of this. It don't mean you don't ever take the out. Paul was in the city and they were all about to kill him. And someone said, hey, here's a basket. And they put Paul in the basket and they lowered him down. Sometimes you got to take the basket if it's the will of God. See, that's the deal. It's not that we just face the world and Paul walked back out there with everyone's stone and say, well, I'm just boom, 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 boom. No. There's a basket. Take the basket. God provided it. God made a way. Take the way. But make sure everything you do, that's what mama always said, if it's the will of God, you will. If the Lord's will, you're going to go here and do that. If it's the Lord's will, if we will understand that, Lord, I just want to be in your will. And, Lord, as long as I am walking according to your purpose, everything's going to work out for the good. I may not see it. I may not understand it. But your ways are higher than my ways. Your thoughts are greater than my thoughts. I'm just going to walk with you. And I'm just going to trust you every step of the way because you don't always Get what you want. Israel, they pressure God. We want quail. We want quail. We want meat. We want meat. God said, fine. Gave him so much, the Bible says it came out their nose. I remember preaching years ago, you can get what you want and you can keep pushing, but you might not want what you get. Faith. World-changing faith, life-changing faith is determined by where you put your faith. If your faith is in a miracle and God chooses not to do the miracle, our faith gets shattered. When my faith is in, if I pray for this person, God's going to heal them and God doesn't, and all of a sudden our faith is shattered. But see, when my faith is in God, the miracles immaterial. We believe God for miracles, but our faith is not in the miracle. Our faith is in God. See, that's the difference that people got to get a hold of. I cannot live with my faith that it's all about if this miracle happens or if that happens or if I, and some people, it's if I get the car or if I get the house or if I get this or if I get that. And our faith is in these things. And we're living, running after miracles that are trapped in time. 
You know that blind eye that gets opened here? That's not going to heaven. We're all going to be perfect in heaven. Those are miracles trapped in time. But the things of God, those miracles are going to last forever. What is our faith in? Am I going to pray for the sick? Yes. Are they going to be healed? Absolutely they're going to be healed. But if not, see, that, that's the faith of the three Hebrew children. Daniel chapter 3, verse 17. If it be so, our God in whom we serve is able. I know he's able. He is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Either way, I'm getting out of your hands. Heads or tails, I win. But then verse 18 is, is the important understanding of faith. Verse 18 says, but if not, I'm still not going to bow. He said, see, their faith, they believed God was able to, but their faith was not in the miracle of the fiery furnace. Their faith was that God was going to do whatever the right thing was. When you can walk up with faith and you begin to pray in the spirit, but your prayer is that, Lord, I pray, God, that that blind eye will be healed. I pray that that cancer will leave. And I pray with faith, but I don't pray with faith in the miracle. I pray in faith that God is able. But if not, I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to say, great is thy faithfulness. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to say, God, your will is better than my will. I'm just going to keep on walking and talking with my Jesus. What is your faith in? Their faith said, I trust God to do the right thing. I trust God. I trust him. Everything's going to work out according to his will and his way. I trust him. I believe in miracles. But when I rightly divide the word of truth, I understand I don't always get what I want. But that doesn't mean I stop praying for the miraculous. God's looking for someone that will pray the prayer of faith, that will simply trust God. I'll never forget what Brother Arnold said years ago. He was talking about, I mean, this is a man that God raised from the dead. So, you know, he has a lot of good faith. Seen blind eyes open, limbs stretch, and cancers leave, and gorders just fall off in where they saw it on, in the uh, altars. Amazing things. And he was doing kind of a seminar, and someone asked him, but what if you pray for them and they don't get healed? What do you do then? And I'll never forget what Arnold said. Next. I've never healed one person in my life. I can't heal you. I don't care. I can't give you the Holy Ghost. I can't do anything. Except the will of God. And if I'm in the will of God and I'm praying 
And sometimes I'm praying because I have a good heart. I'm going to pray for everyone I can because I'm throwing seed out. I don't know what seed. I'm going to sow in the morning, sow in the evening. I don't know what's going to bring forth. So I'm just going, I'm not God. I don't know all things. So I don't want to miss an opportunity. So I'm going to pray. But if I pray over here and he doesn't get his miracle, I'm not going to stop praying. I'm going to say next. I'm going to walk to the next person. And I'm going to pray with faith. Every time I pray, I'm going to believe that my God, he is able. That's the way you got to do it. But my faith is not in a miracle. My faith is that God, you're so good. God, you do all things well. God, there's nothing outside of your control. If your faith is in God. Hmm. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands for a moment. Lord Jesus, God, strengthen someone today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Stand with me. This is moving into a whole new thing. I ain't got time to unpack tonight, and I'm not even going to try to. I want us to get out a little bit early. I want you to remember this. The mark of a Christian is not daily miracles you see, but it's picking up your cross daily and following Jesus. So the mark of a Christian is not, the mark of a Christian is, are there miracles along the way? You better believe there are, but that's not my mark as a Christian. I'm just going to keep on walking with God. I'm just going to keep on saying, God, you're more than able. Every chance I get, I'm going to pray for the sick, and I'm going to believe. I've seen too many people get healed for me to do anything but pray for the miraculous. But my faith is not in the miracle. My faith is that God is in control. If we can learn to trust God and pray for a miracle, I believe God can do the impossible, and he will always do the right thing. I want you to come with me. Let's pray for a second together. Come on down to the front. Hallelujah. Pastor, where's all that faith you've been preaching? I'm preaching it right now. The reason I'm able to keep standing and preaching because I have an understanding of the word of God. That God is able. But if not, God is able. But if not, God is more than able. But if not, what are you going to do? That's why Jesus, again, and I'm about to pray for you that your faith fail not. Well, I'm not married to the perfect woman. (laughs) Jesus help you. thought I was marrying Prince Charming. Turns out just to be a frog. <laughs> I thought for sure when I walked down there that Sunday that the cancer was going to be gone. I thought for sure that blood disorder was going to be right. What did we do? Another opportunity to pray. God, I believe you for a miracle. 
I'm believing you to take care of this cancer in the name of Jesus. God is able. But if not, that's how you outlast the storm. Lift your hands right now and let's begin to pray. God, I pray that true faith will begin to rise in every man and woman in this place. God, faith not in our miracle, but faith in the God that can do the impossible. Faith that God is in control. Faith that God is working on our behalf. Oh Lord, that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. I pray in the name of Jesus for every man and woman. I pray for marriages in this place right now. God, they are struggling with some things. Things have not turned out the way they want them to. They have prayed for a miracle that you would change and nothing has changed yet. But I pray that tonight, God, let them realize that their faith is in you. They're just going to keep walking with you and trusting in you. They're going to make the best out of it and keep moving forward. God, there's people dealing with sickness in their body. They've prayed before. But Lord Jesus, I pray that tonight, let their faith not be in the miracle. Let their faith be in the God of the miracle. That you're going to do the right thing. That you're going to work everything out according to your will in your way I plead the blood I plead the blood I plead the blood over my mind I plead the blood over every mind that is here oh God help us to realize God if we will just trust you if we'll just walk with you if we are just walking with you everything is going to move in the right direction all things work together all things work together all things work together husband and wife why don't you join together and pray if you're by a family member or a friend why don't you begin to pray for them God let their faith be in you not into the miracle let their faith be in you God you know where I was going to be you knew what was happening in my life you knew where I was last year you know where I was seven years ago God you are guiding me I may be fighting it but God you put that thorn in my flesh you put that thorn in my flesh and Lord you're saying it's going to stay there because it's good for me whether I realize it or not God you know what's best for me oh Jesus hallelujah oh that's the Holy Ghost right there come on you're going to make it God's in control of this thing God is working all things out God's working all things out Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes.